Okay, so um, I just want you to come on a journey with me if you're prepared to. Uh, I want to take you back to a winter's day at the end of July in 1989. I have a vivid memory as a 24-year-old driving my wife and my brand new baby girl back from the Narrabri Hospital to our little rented house. I remember driving very, very carefully. And I also distinctly remember thinking that I wasn't sure if I was ready for the responsibility of becoming a dad. We had no family support in Narrabri. It was just the two of us to look after this brand new little human being. The responsibility of a father was starting to hit home already. So Father's Day is obviously a day when we think about our dads, but we all have different life experiences and this might be a really positive day that you really enjoy and embrace. And I really hope and pray that this is the case for you because that's awesome. However, there's also those that have a very different life experience. Some people struggle on Father's Day. Your father may not have been around as a child. He may have let you down. He may have been there, but he may have been really distant. He may have been angry. He may have done things that he shouldn't have done. You might have been scared of him. You may not even know who your father was. You might not even speak to your father because of something that's happened. These negative experiences can mould and shape your life as a child and even into adulthood. So as I was tucking my little cutie pie into her cot for the very first time, I was struck with the thought of what sort of father was I going to be? This was my opportunity to create an atmosphere that permeated my family. This was my time. I could decide. My actions from this time forward were going to create her daddy-daughter experience. I did not have to be defined by my previous life experience. Just because my dad acted or did things a certain way, it didn't mean that I had to con continue that tradition of fatherhood. So let me just speak to those dads that haven't had a good father experience themselves. You don't have to be defined by your past. You don't have to be defined by your past. We all make mistakes, but we don't have to fall into the trap of doing things a certain way just because that's what I had to put up with. It was good enough for me, so I'm going to be the same to my kids. You don't have to put up with that. Think about the kind of father you'd like to be. Write it down if you have to, and make steps to becoming that father. It's worth it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. It says in the Bible in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. We're new. We're a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. We have the opportunity to start something new, something fresh. Isaiah 43.18-19 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. See, I'm doing a new thing. There's this brand new little life here. I'm doing a new thing. Just because you grew up in a wilderness, just because you had it hard, 
doesn't mean that they have to. Don't you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. There's going to be a stream in the wasteland. It's going to bring life. So my first point from today's little talk for all you dads, don't be defined by your past. Do not be defined by your past. Unless it was a good past, then you can be defined by that. So fast forward to my life in the year 2000. My cutie pie was now an 11-year-old girl and my son was now nine. We'd moved to Tamworth, I had a mortgage, my career was going well, I had lots of overtime opportunities and uh, various jobs and courses that I loved, which took me away from home, but that was awesome. My life had somehow become so much busier. The kids, as they became older, sometimes seemed to become more expensive. Anyone that's got older kids can see that. You think, when the kids are born, you go, man, this is costing so much money. Bad news, you've got no idea. The realities of life and the pressures that that brings started to take an effect. What I believed that was by working harder and bringing in more money, I was somehow providing and I was being a good father. The more bills that came in, the more overtime I did, the less time I spent at home. When I was home, to be honest, I was mostly tired and cranky and didn't really connect with the kids in a positive and meaningful way. I'd fallen back into the trap of my childhood experience. I'd been providing all the material needs and none of the emotional needs to my kids. My very wise, beautiful and persistent wife helped me see the error of my ways and I was able to work at changing my priorities and um, spending more time with the kids. Your kids need you so much more than they need the material possessions. The realities of life are that you have to work, you have to pay the bills, but make sure that you're intentional with your kids. Even if I only get half an hour a day with them, make it the best half hour. Give them your 100% attention. Make it all about them. I, I hate it when you see kids in the park playing and their parents are there on their phone. You think the parents are there, but they're not there. When you're there with your kids, if you're busy, give it 100%, make it all about your kids. And I don't, I'm not putting any judgment on anyone, but think about your life decisions and how they're going to affect your, affect your children before you make those life decisions. Because ultimately, you alone are responsible for the decisions that you make. Is it more important to buy a bigger house, a newer car, and therefore work longer hours in a more high-pressure job to pay the bills? Or would it be better if your family or for your family if you drove an older car, lived in a smaller house, so that you could actually spend quality time with your kids, moulding and guiding them as they navigate growing up in this world we live in. As I said, I don't want to judge anyone, because everyone walks their own path, and these people, I think of our, our Prime Minister, who we're blessed to have a Christian Prime Minister, and man, he's the busiest man in, like in Australia, but the time that, that I see online where he gets with his kids, it's quality time. So everyone walks a different walk. But what I'm saying is make sure when you're with your kids, you're with your kids. You're focused on them. They know that you love and that you care for them and it's all about them. Don't be with them, but your headspace you're somewhere else. And that's not easy. This, this process for me, like it's easy to talk about it, but it probably took two years 
you know, to, to ease into a place where you're, where you're busy and you're not really, you're at home but you're not home, then to pull yourself out of that and to make life decisions to get you out of there, like it might have even been longer than that. It's a process and we need wisdom in the midst of that. It says in the Bible, in James 1.5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke for you for asking. Ask God, ask, ask him for wisdom and how to navigate your life experience, how to navigate your walk so that you can be the best dad you can be in your life circumstance. The second point is, your kids just want you. All they want is you. And then it happened. My little cutie pie. One day she walked into a bedroom as my little girl and then she came out as a teenager with all the attitudes and the actions that I wasn't ready for. To be honest, I didn't really like and I didn't expect. She knew exactly how to press my buttons, how to play me off Brenda, my wife, how to tell us exactly what we wanted to hear and then go and do exactly the opposite. I suppose that's pretty standard behaviour for most teenagers. As your children grow through their teenage years and into adult life, they have to and they will start making their own decisions. And sometimes these decisions aren't the ones that you would like for them. They can let you down, they can hurt you, they can stop talking to you, they can use you, they can affect you in a negative way, and it really doesn't seem fair after all the stuff that we do for them as parents. It can come to a point where it feels like it's actually difficult to love your kids. But what do you do? I've seen some relationships, and everyone can probably think of it, they seem unrepairable after horrible things have been said or done. Families that are now split and hurting because of unforgiveness. So what do we do? We look to the perfect example of our Heavenly Father. It says in Romans 5, 8, God the Father showed his great love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love. This episode, or the period with Rachie, excuse me, period with Rachie was, you know, one of the hardest periods of my life, to be honest, trying to navigate a, a teenage girl and trying to love her, trying to guide her, trying to give her direction, trying to be a good dad, trying to chastise her, trying to ground her, but trying to give her freedom. Um, and man, it was just so difficult. Uh, it put pressure on, on Brenda's and my relationship. It's, it's not an easy walk. But over all that, I just wanted to love her. I wanted her to know in the midst of all that that I love her. We made mistakes and I yelled and I did things I shouldn't have probably. We've still got a cupboard door that's hanging on a bit of an angle. Um, someone that slammed it. Um, but, but I just wanted her to know that I loved her and I cared about her. And because I cared about her, I did certain things. It says in 1 Corinthians... Love always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes and it always perseveres. 
no matter what your life circumstance is with your kids, as a dad, always persevere, always love, always forgive, always, always, always. As a dad, you're a dad from when your kids are this age to when they're adults. My kids are now adults with kids of their own, but I'm still their dad. Always love, always persevere, no matter what decisions they make, no matter where you find yourself with them. And even if it's hard, Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. So I'm just going to ask my wife to come out now. Um, I've talked a bit about Rachie and Jono. Like Jono is another whole, whole different story, and, but I've just sort of tried to think about Rachie this morning. Um, and as I said, there was a struggle street, and in the midst of that, all I just wanted to do was to know that, that we loved and cared for her. Brenda's going to read out a text that, that we got this morning. I'm not going to read it because I'll cry, and I don't want to cry on stage. So um, just to give you an idea of if you persevere, like the blessings, the blessings that are out there, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard, and I don't want to lie to you, but, but persevere, be godly, love, and blessings will flow out of that. It mightn't flow out today, mightn't flow out tomorrow, it mightn't be in a year, it mightn't be in two years, but it will. So Rachel had no idea what David was going to be talking about today. <laughs> See how I go. I know. You were the daddy that little girls would dream about. When I was little, you were the dad that teenage girls dreamt about because they knew I was loved and cared for when no one would see them pushing boundaries, longing for love. I was always loved and seen, protected and encouraged. You were and are my dad. And I was and am so proud you're my dad. As a woman loving my husband and my children, gosh. With everything I have, I can love like I do and be steadfast in my God because you and mum loved me, always constantly loved me. For your love and I will forever be thankful and and overwhelmed by God's blessings in my life. I got the best dad I could ever dreamed of. I love you so much, dad. You're Always my kitty pie. <laughs> yeah, great job, dear. That was wonderful. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> yeah, so what I want... So, so... <laughs> Good job. I love you, dear. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so persist. Persist. You know, that's awesome. Like, and it's so cool to get that. I don't really want to leave Jono out of it, so I got a text from him this morning too. Happy Father's Day, you big meat wall. See you tonight. <laughs> So all, all your kids are different. Um, but so out of today's, today's talk, remember, oh, so the third point, love them unconditionally. So the three things I just want you to take away if you can. Don't be defined by your past. Do not be defined by your past. You don't need to. This is the start of something new. You can change the course of your family history now. Do not be defined by your past. Your kids, they just want you. They want your undivided attention. They want you. And third, love them unconditionally. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings you've given us. Lord, thank you for the blessings of fathers. Thank you for children. 
Lord, I pray that uh, today all the dads would have just the best time. Lord, I pray that you'd be with those dads that um, are struggling. Lord, with those families that are struggling. Lord, I pray there'd be a real sense of peace, love, and unconditional uh, love and joy and acceptance in those families. Lord, have your way in there and draw people closer to you. Amen. So just while they're coming, I'll introduce Dave. Well, he almost did this morning in his message. Um, Dave has two children, Rach and Jono, and um, they're a lot older, as you can tell by the lack of hair on Dave's head. Um, then next to Dave, we have Frank, who has, feels like 500 children, but he only has five. Um, Dan, my husband, him, my bestie, uh, Adam, Dave, and Kerry, yes. Um, and then we have Trav. Trav, congrats, first Father's Day. Trav has little um, Eleanor. Is she here this morning? Oh, she's so incredibly delicious. I just want to roll her up and pop her in my mouth. She's so cute. So good job there, mate. She's a bit of a cutie. <laughs> so um, Frank, AKA Dad, we'll start with you. Last year, you told us a bit about your dad who wasn't the most amazing man. And can you talk us through how you've managed to let go of all that yuck stuff and become the dad that you are today? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, my dad sort of grew up in a pretty hard life in the bush and, um, you know, he wasn't around a lot of people that um, expressed love and showed love, but I believed I was able to move on with that because I believe that deep down inside my dad really wanted to do good and really wanted to show love, but he himself just hadn't really spent time in the company of people that, uh, that showed love, that did good, that expressed love, and, uh, and so I guess he found it very, very difficult to, you know, to express himself and show love in that way. The great thing is that as children, I'm the youngest of five children, and I rubbed that into my eldest brother. Um, you know, he never treated us badly, he never abused us, he never was violent toward us. Uh, he just, you know, he just wasn't um, the average dad you might see around today that sort of played, uh, played out in the yard with their kids or, or did things like that. And, and of course from that, I, I found it a bit hard to express love as well in that way. But I didn't hold any grudges against him, I didn't hate him and so, Growing up, uh, you know, in my younger life and that, I didn't really have any trouble with that. I don't believe that held me back. So to others who have had a similar experience, what would you say to help them move through that? Yeah, sure. Look, um, as we know, as Dave mentioned, you know, different children, different experiences, different fathers. Um, I, I would say this, and, and I've written this down because I, I knew I might forget. You know, look, look for the good in your dad. Whether he's still alive or whether he's departed, but look for the good. If you dig deep enough, you'll find gold of some sort of quality. Uh, there'll always be something there. And, uh, you know, speak well of him. Uh, and um, that will get you a long way ahead. And the other thing, I think, is, is ask God to, to show you what life looked like through his eyes, that you might get a glimpse of life through his eyes, the way that he's seen things. Because very few fathers will really uh, bring out and show 
you know, their regrets or talk about their regrets, uh, to talk about their failures, to talk about their heartaches, to talk about how difficult they are finding it, um, you know, doing the job of a father. And also to ask God to help you move forward, to help you show ways to love your dad, to be kind to him. And as I said earlier, to speak well of him. And also in particular to, to ask God to, to help you uh, forgive your dad for his shortcomings, for his failures. And, and particular, in particular for, for any way that he might have hurt you, whether it was through words, whether it's through a beating or uh, disappointment, whatever it was that you really felt hurt, really ask God, I believe, to, to help you deal with that and, and totally forgive him. Because if you don't, you will, no matter what you think, you will have difficulty moving on in your own life and it will reflect from your life through to your children. Yeah, I love what you said, um, find the gold in your father. Um, I grew up in a Christian home because my mum was a very, very godly woman, uh, but my dad was not. So sometimes as a teenager, it could get very, very confusing. And um, my dad obviously had different values to um, mum. And, um, but quite often, if he came against something that he didn't know what advice to give me or he didn't know how to um, deal with the situation, he would actually ring my pastor. So, happy Father's Day, Lee Martin. Um, Lee Martin became my spiritual dad and he would ring Lee, unbeknownst to me, and then Lee would, just in the course of conversation, just weave in some words of wisdom that would um, actually put me on the right path. And so, you know, that, the gold in that was just really, really valuable. Um, so that's a really cool thing to just find the gold amongst all the crap. Um, I mean, bad stuff. <laughs> you uh, lead up our um, prayer, prayer team here at the chapel. How often do you pray for your kids? How often? With Dan, it's about eight hours a day. Um, no, it's um, how much, you know, how much is enough? Uh, I don't know that we could ever say we, we pray enough. Um, but yes, I pray much for our children. And there's five of them, so they take a bit longer than somebody who's only got one. But um, I'm going to look at my notes. <laughs> yeah, and... and um, but I pray regularly for our children. And, and for some of them, or for all of them, there's a bit of a general prayer that I pray. It's, you can call it repetitious if you like, but it, it covers a lot of the same things. But of course, as they grow up, as they have more children, jobs change, things happen. You know, they need prayer in different areas. So, you know, I'm, obviously I'm aware of that. And so I pray for those things. And of course, I pray, you know, for their health. I pray for wisdom for them. I pray that God would help them to love their children, to love their spouse. Um, to have wisdom in their job, wisdom in relationships, and uh, that they would maintain a good relationship with their children, their wife, and particularly with their Heavenly Father, who of course is really the most important. And um, it's interesting with children, like thinking about young Eleanor, you know, when children are so small, they're so sweet, you feel like you could eat them, and by the time they become teenagers, you wish you had them. <laughs> No, not really. Not true. <laughs> yeah. One more quick question. You did mention that Dan takes a lot of your prayer time. 
on a scale of one to ten, one being zero and ten being relentless, how often do you pray for me, Frank? Because I'm thinking I may need more prayer. Sorry, what? Can you run through those figures again? The ten and the ones Never and the Never mind. Zeros? Just tell me who your favourite daughter-in-law is. Just tell her who I... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Moving right along. Trav, as we've mentioned, first Father's Day. So very, very exciting. How did having Eleanor deepen your understanding of God as a father? Oh, man. It's... I, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and so I, I don't, obviously not everyone sees it this way, but I don't know how any person from my perspective could go through the process of having a child and seeing you know, everything that takes place and how they grow and how they develop and say that there isn't a God. You know, he, the design of how he puts everything together perfectly is just incredible. And so I think that's as far as... De- depth of understanding of God, I feel like that's been something really defining for me, just seeing how, yeah, how he puts everything together. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. What's your favourite thing about being a dad? Uh, I think it's the little things. It's the little, little milestones. Um, so Eleanor, she's nine months old now, and just seeing how, you know, one day she'll um, be a little girl, and then you walk in the next day and it's like, oh, that's not my daughter. You know, they've changed in little ways. Um, they're giving the smiles and they're, you know, trying to pull themselves around or rolling over. And you get so excited about those little things that other people probably look and they're going, oh, it's a baby on the floor. But sure. to you, it's just, it's just awesome. And can you tell me, what's one thing that your dad was to you that you're going to make sure that you're going to be to mm. Eleanor and your other six children that you're going to have? <laughs> Six children. Uh, my dad's here today, which I'm, I'm very blessed about. Um, I would say consistent. Um, dad was always there. He was always available for anything. Um, so if you, if you had something, an event on or something, he'd be there. If you needed someone to talk to, he'd be there. Um, if you wanted to go and play a game or something, he, he'd always be there. And I just remember that. Um, just so consistent. Um, it was never, never a time when he was too busy for me. And that's, yeah, I'd love to, do, to be that for Eleanor. Yeah, cool. So pre-being a dad, um, you know, we have preconceived ideas on what that's going to look like. Well, I don't because I'm not a dude, but I assume <laughs> you guys do. So what about becoming a dad has caught you by surprise? I think a lot of I think that you, as you say, you have ideas of what it's going to look like, and a lot of it does look like that. Um, a lot of people said that I think it was drilled in how hard it's going to be. Everyone I talk to, every every um, you know person you talk to who's been a dad or um, been a mum, they say it's so hard, and that is true. It, it is hard, but it's so much more rewarding than it is hard. Agreed. Yeah. Well, thanks, Trav. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Be a good day. Dave, Nordaroa. There are many things that breaks God's heart. And as you mentioned this morning in your message, I'm sure that there are many things that broke your heart. What's been the hardest thing about being a dad? I think um, for me, I mean, I touched on it, like with Rachie, um, was, was trying to walk that line of, like, you, you can't always be their, you, you can't be their friend, you've got to be their dad. And being a dad is not always about being your friend. 
you know, you've got to make decisions that the kids don't like. And, uh, and I found that really hard because at the time, Rachie didn't like it and was quite verbal about the fact she didn't like it. And, um, and it's like, oh, man, it would be so much easier not to do that. Um, and and it, was, it was actually, you know, a conscious decision. No, we're doing that. Even if you hate me, that's what we're going to do because I think it's the best. And, um, and I, I struggled with that. Uh, and and it was, that was really difficult for me. But knowing you had to do it, like just making the hardest. Hard's not bad. I've always said that, you know, like hard is not bad. Just hard is just hard. You've got to make those hard calls and you've got to stick with them and do it in a loving way. It's not that hard and fast, you know, like you're, you're not approachable. You're a hard dad that, that doesn't love. But, but you've got to make the hard calls and you've got to do it. And I think that was a, a difficult thing for me to navigate. Yeah. Since becoming a dad, has it made it easier for you to relate to God as a father? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, easier to, because I've had to call on him so much more in the, midst, in the midst of that. When you're struggling, to be honest, you know, it's like, oh God, what do I do? You know, praying for wisdom. You know, like, and, and, and knowing, calling on, on the promises in the Bible, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it has been, because it's, it's probably brought me to my knees because of the kids. Um, um, I can understand God's love for me because of my love for them and wanting, wanting the best for them, but having to make hard decisions to direct them on a path. Yeah, I love how you're very honest about, you know, there are days that you hit the mark and days that you don't. And when you come across those days that you don't, like that God is your refuge and he's your help and... Um, yeah, like yeah. asking him for help is yep. like the best possible thing you can do because he knows our kids more yep. than we know our kids and he loves them more than we do. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's a really cool thing to do. How has fatherhood changed you over time? So you've obviously got older kids now. Um, how has that changed? Always being a dad is like you're a dad for the, when the kid, as I said before, when the kids are little to when they're adults. And, and I, love, I love now that that I'm, I'm friends with my kids. You know, like I love spending time with them. I love being with Jono. I love being, he's, he has similar tastes to me. Like he loves cars and loves motorbikes and we go motorbike riding together and we, got, like a, we talk like a mate and I love that. But I also, there's those, those moments in time where he goes, oh, Dad, um, how about this? And, you, and then you talk like a dad. And it's just like, oh, how cool is this? And, and it's like there's things that both my kids do now where it's like, well, they're making life decisions um, and they're making their own way and they both make great godly decisions, but they're not decisions I'd make, but it's not my, it's not my, my point now, not my right to jump in and tell them every, every moment because I'm not living their life, they're living their life. So that's how it's changed. You know, like if they ask me, I'm happy to give my advice, but it's not my point just because I'm dad to be able to go, oh, hang on, I wouldn't have done that. Because that's not supportive, that's not loving, that's not kind. And that's, that's how it changes. As a, as, a, as a kid, you go, well, hang on, you're not doing that, son. Now as they get older, it's like, well, mate, I wouldn't have done that, but whatever. Yeah. Because cause they're, they're, he's a man. You know, Rachel's a woman. They, they make their decisions. But when they ask you for advice, I'm f- happy to give it. But it's not my point to actually be proactive and be out there all the time. Sure. Mm. Give us your... F- not the favourite memory, but one of your favourite memories oh, about being a dad. Oh, there's so many, and I've spoken about Rachel a bit, so I'm going to speak about Jono. When he got his licence and he borrowed a mate's road bike and, and me and him and two other mates, Mikey was one of them, 
we went on a, a road bike ride over to Ginger's Creek and back. And I love motorbikes and seeing the joy on his face mm. and just having the joy of being silly with your boy and his mates. And, and that's my thing. You know, if it was playing footy, it'd be great to be playing on a footy team together. But that was my thing with him. And to be out there doing that, like I think of it now, I can, be, I can be driving down the car and I can think of stuff like on that day that we did and just start laughing and going, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was crazy. But I did it with my boy. So true. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yep. Well, thank you, guys. If there was anyone who I wanted to share this very, very long table with this morning, it's definitely you guys. Um, Frank, can I just ask, just on closing, whether you could pray for all the fathers and the father figures this morning, um, those in the house and watching online um, and whoever's tuning in? Sure. Heavenly Father, I, I pray for every dad today. Uh, Lord, some of us have spent a lot of our time, a lot of our life, not knowing you as Lord and Saviour and... You know, we found it very difficult trying to, you know, because, no, we weren't sort of handed a book saying this is how you act as a father, this is what you do. And so we struggled in many ways. So I pray, Father, for every, every one of those dads that have struggled uh, in the past and may even be struggling right at the moment. I pray that you would comfort them. I pray that you would bring people alongside them to encourage them, to cheer them up, to show them that they're not probably doing as bad a job as what they might think that they are doing. And Lord, also that uh, through your spirit and through people around about them, through family, Lord, that you would show them how to, you know, how to live that life, how to do a good job as a father, how to come alongside their children. And Lord, for, for the fathers, probably some of the oldest fathers who didn't have a great relationship or are not with their dads today, just be a dad to them. We know that you are. And we know the Bible talks about, you know, sometimes you can have lots of teachers, but very few people are fathers. And so we thank you for every father today. They have a responsibility. We know that you can help them. We know that you can comfort them. We know, Lord, that the struggle uh, they don't have to do on their own, that you are there with them. So we pray a blessing on their lives, Father, in Jesus' name today. Amen.